The Deep Dive with Nick Baby. Welcome to The Deep Dive with Nick Babel. I'm your host, Nick Babel. My guests today are some returning champions of the podcast. You might remember him from such podcast episodes as the Prohibition Mafia episode or the Ghost Stories episode. Adam Seaman. Adam, welcome to the podcast again. Thanks, man. My other guest, you possibly heard on one of several Star Trek-related uh, podcast episodes, or the terrible movies episode, Kurt Parker. Kurt, Good thanks to be for back. doing it again. Good to be back. So today we'll be discussing dreams, nightmares, and the multiverse. Um, so I wanted to divide this into like three deep dive sections. Um, the first being strictly about dreams and nightmares. Um, and I'll get your thoughts from your own experiences with them. So my first question is, how often do you guys have dreams and nightmares and how often do you remember them or remember parts of them? Adam? Uh, not that often anymore. Uh, uh, probably more nightmares than dreams. I will tell you, and I'm pretty sure both of you know, my recurring dream about the living dead. Definitely. I don't know uh, if I remember that. I think really? you, you should expand on that since everybody's oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was a kid. I couldn't tell you how old I watched Return of the Living Dead. You know, in all its spoofy 80s glory. It's one I of my favorites. I didn't know it was supposed to be funny. You know, it scared the shit out of me. And uh, ever since then, to this day, I have nightmares about fighting the living dead and all kinds of uh, scenarios, you know. And dancing uh, so, naked in a cemetery. Uh, I had one similar. Movie. So I had one kind of similar um, in that they were eating me. Uh, we had foxholes. It was in the Red House on 222 and we had foxholes in the floor. And they were busting in the house, you know, and we were shooting them and stuff. And they overran my position. And I'm laying there, like my point of view, looking at, down at my legs, watching them eat my legs and saying, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I have uh, zombie dreams occasionally. You know, it's kind of weird. I was thinking about it when I was going through this stuff. I know a lot of people, like, separate dreams and nightmares to me, they're, I don't know, at least to me, they're mostly the same. Like, I mean, I guess if I really broke it down and go, oh, that was kind of a nightmare because that shit was happening. But I don't know. They just all feel like dreams and then stuff happens that's either really shitty or like cool or boring, you know. Um, but that's just how I I think about it. Uh, Kurt? What about you? Do you dream a lot? Do you remember it a lot? Yeah, um, I dream. Well, I dream where I remember it probably almost every night. Um, it's usually just really boring, mundane stuff, though. Like, you know how you have dreams and you're you're in a place, you know, like you're at home, but 
you know, the rooms aren't in the right place or, you know, everything's just jumbled up and just not right. That's how, that's how most of it is. I don't really have nightmares that much. I don't think anyway, it's, it's probably like 90% just boring mundane dreams and like 10% like nightmares where I wake up and I'm like, Oh shit. You know? So I would say it's kind of funny and this is the way we are in a lot of things. I'm somewhere in between. I don't, I want to say I do it every night where I remember, but I would say four days a week, give or take, I'll, I'll remember, you know, a dream. And I was telling Kurt before the podcast and I, you know, we're getting a little older and I'm obviously doing stuff for my health. So I'm, I have a machine for sleep apnea now and it works great i'm sleeping the best i've slept in years and i also take this anxiety medication you know before bed too so since i've been doing that i've been dreaming like a motherfucker like Mm. because i'm getting deeper sleep i'm not dying 20 times an hour from stopping breathing every night like i used to um so that's been cool but but I, you know, like I said, I'm kind of in between. I don't remember every night, um, but I'd say a good four days a week now. I'm like, oh, that was that was something. So um, so maybe I'm getting ahead of my ahead of the uh, schedule here, but I, I want to ask you guys, yeah. um, how many are, are you able to realize you're in a dream? Oh, what do they call that? Um, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Is that? Yeah. Um, very, very rarely. Um, a lot of times. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of times if I realize I'm in a dream, my brain's like, time to get up, motherfucker. You know, I'll, once in a blue moon, I'll be like, oh, this is a dream. Oh, let's see what I can. Rare. I'd say rare. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm the same. Way. I think that's how most people are too with the lucid dreaming thing. Like, if you, I guess some people can kind of train themselves to get good at it. Um, because, yeah, what usually happens is when you realize you're in a dream, that's the part of your brain that's responsible for like being awake, basically, or one of the parts, and you'll wake right up. And that's, right. I guess, there's another thing like if, if you, if you're trying to read something and you finally get to where you either realize it's nonsense or you can actually read something, you usually wake up too. And it's part of that lucid dreaming thing. So sure. go, yeah. Uh, the cat's making some like background noise. <laughs> so I would say, I would say like seven out of 10 dreams. I know I'm dreaming. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And you're able to stay in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people can like, it's yeah. a, it's a usually like you have to really think about it or do it a lot to do it. But I mean, some people could just do it. I think. Yeah. And it's not like I have control either, but I know I'm dreaming and I'll be like, so a lot of my dreams I would uh, call uncomfortable and whatever happens, I get to a point. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm dreaming. And I, I want to see it play out. So I'll just let it play out. I can't control it, 
Right. But I, I, it's like it's like watching TV or something. But I'll let it play out, and then I get to a point. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fuck this. I'm getting <laughs> out of here. You know. Well, there's levels of lucid dreaming, from what I've heard. Like like you're saying, like you realize it, and then there's people that can control it a little bit, which I I find both those things fascinating. Like that ability. And I think like Kurt was saying, you can kind of train yourself if you're really into it. But, but I also think it's one of those things too, that probably not everybody's brain set up for that, you know? Um, Cause I know people that have said, Oh, I never know that I'm in a dream or, you know, so it's gotta be, it's probably one of those things where you gotta have a certain thing to do it. But it's an interesting part of dreaming. Um, so my next question is, have either of you had some, like a dream or a nightmare that affected your life in some way? Like one that you found like really deep meaning in, or it gave you an idea or, you know, just it affected you on some deep level. It made you think of something different. Uh, I could think of one that scared me on like a spiritual level, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I was up in the trailer park and me and the fam are having like a, it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. And, um, all having a good time and or yeah, something like that. And then uh, something happens. Um, I don't know. We're like hunkered down in the house, and um, outside it's just pitch black, and just like wailing winds you can't see shit and uh basically it's, it's like armageddon oh, wow. and uh i want to say there was like a rapture type thing in there somewhere very strange um but then like a, a convoy of vehicles come pulling up and we were like come on it kind of reminded me of um that movie with uh, the guy from um, A Knight's Tale. He's oh, Heath a, Ledger? No, not Heath Ledger, the supporting actor, the British dude. It's been a while. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Legion, the movie Legion. Oh, uh, is it like Paul Bettany or something? I don't even know his name. He's in everything. He's uh, actually, he's um, WandaVision. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Yeah. It reminded me of that uh, <laughs> like thing where everything's pitch black and there's just wind and you can't see no one. Anyways, this convoy pulls up, we get in there and we take refuge downtown in a storefront somewhere. And that was the end of the dream. But like when I woke up, it was just like, I've never forgotten that dream. And it just it wasn't like it was like a whole different kind of horror, I guess. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting idea of like, and I'm not saying this is what happened to you, but it's like, 
is it possible to have a dream that's so bad or whatever that could a dream give you PTSD? You know, like mm. it's an interesting idea to think about, like if something in, in a dream is traumatic enough and it's vivid enough, you know? Well, I'll tell you, I, I did it. I think the only other dream that came to mind was I had a, I don't even want to say it, but I had a, a bad dream about one of my kids. And when I woke up, it was immediate tears and I was bawling my ass off. Right. And dead sleep in the middle of the night. You know, I just, bam, crying. Yeah, I've woken up crying like once or that I can remember. I, I got a part later where I'm re- going to read you guys from a dream journal thing that I was I was making entries for a few years so I kind of went back for this podcast because I hadn't looked at it in forever and I had a dream with both of you in it so I thought it'd be fun <laughs> but one one of them I saw is where uh, this like tiger got me and Maureen woke me up she said I was screaming and crying because this tiger was like eating me so but it's like the Homer Simpson thing ah cobras <laughs> Uh, so what about you Kurt you ever have a deep dream or something um the only thing I can really think of that really stuck with me from like a long long time ago I'm talking like kindergarten probably oh wow I used I used to have this recurring dream where I'm going to try to describe it it kind of doesn't make any sense even to me trying to describe it But like there was this big organic mass like in the sky and it's like evil, I guess. And, but it's, it's just overtaking everything. And, and there's like this, I don't know, at some point in it, like, it's like crushing my brain or something. And then there's a, there was always a paper cup and it gets crushed in with everything and it just keeps going just, and I know it it doesn't, it's, it's really hard to explain, but it was like this overwhelming sensation of like evil and dread. And it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to crush you and crush all of your organs and all of your viscera. And Oh yeah. And there's just some garbage thrown in there too, but I'm going to crush that too, because you're garbage. You know, like it's, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to explain, but yeah. I was having this, this, it, I guess that's the most nightmarish thing I, I remember ever having right? because it was just so like cold and indifferent, you know what I mean? And I still remember because I used to have that dream all the time when I was a little kid and I don't know, it, it doesn't even make sense even now looking back on it, but I still remember it vividly. Yeah, that, that counts. Um, I'll share the one. I, th- I think there was a couple, but like this one was kind of, this one's kind of funny because this was in college and, um, you know, I was a single college student and I had this dream. I'm in the woods, not like the woods near, you know, near where we grew up, but like if you walked up, you know, the, the deeper woods type stuff and going through and there's, I'm by myself and there's like a, a pond and or, or a Creek. 
and I cross that and I get to this like building and then I as I get closer I realize it's a, like a mausoleum a real big one and it's just sitting out in the middle of the woods so I'm like oh this is weird so I go in um and inside there's like this big like I don't know kind of like if a gargoyle was was really big like not like a little thing sitting on a thing and it had wings and it was like still remember it was like blue or like bluish green and it was like alive and it was like it said I was like oh shit what is this and it said I'm God and I'm like oh okay so then it started like I started talking to it like so if you're God what is life about you know like I started asking it like philosophical questions and shit and I don't think it ever gave me any like good answers or anything but like I was inspired by this dream so like the next day I tried to make a move on this like chick that I've been talking to a bunch and I like I went to her uh, dorm room and stuff and hung out with her and in the afternoon and then just such a loser college thing and by the end of the day she's asking me advice about her boyfriend from out of state and, I was like, <laughs> and i'm like oh, okay. <laughs> what a jerk <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, that was just a stupid ass dream so <clears throat> but uh but at the time i'm like oh this must mean that something good's gonna happen to me because i have to talk to god in a dream but um, I just thought that was like a funny one. Um, what does so, God need with a starship? What's that? I said, what does God need with a starship? Yeah. Uh, we, we're not turning this to another <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> um, so I think I said this to you guys already, but I had it here that, you know, I break dreams and nightmares down into Uh, I didn't go into this totally, but I break them down into types. Um, So I want to see if you guys agree with this and if you have any other types that you think I miss. Um, So the first type is, um, it's kind of like what Kurt was saying that he has. There are dreams where, um, you know, parts of things that are on your mind when you fall asleep, you know, common dreams, you have a bad day at work, you dream you're at work, you watch a movie about baseball, you dream you're playing baseball, you know, these dreams are usually jumpy and, you know, a lot of, you know, there's just like your thoughts jumbled up, you know, what's going on in your head. Um, And the second type of dream is dreams that come out of past trauma or past memories like you're, uh, you're living where you lived when you were a kid. You see someone from high school you haven't thought about in 20 years. You know, you have something, you, a nightmare about something bad that happened that really happened. And these are also fairly common to, you know, I would think type of dreams. Um, the third type is the movie dream. These are dreams where you feel like you're watching them. You're either a character in them, 
but stuff is happening that's not like your real life or not reality. Sometimes you're not a character and it literally feels like you're watching other people that whatever's happening to them, you know, in the dream nightmare. Um, These are more uncommon than the first two, um, but I do have these type occasionally. Uh, You know, and also I feel like sometimes these are, these ones that can hybrid into this fourth type. And the fourth type is, Possible alternate dimension multiverse dreams, which is going to be the second topic we're going to touch. So, like I said, sometimes the movie dreams morph into these kind of dreams, and sometimes they don't. But I've had dreams with people in them that I don't recognize at all, places that I've never been um, or have seen somewhere. Um, You know, these are rare and I think these are the toughest ones to retain when you wake up in my experience. Like have you ever woke up and you felt like you had a dream that was like this, like, it, like, like, wow, that was really weird, but then you lose it. And I think if you think about it, that makes sense. There's gotta be some correlation with, you know, like the glimpses uh, of a multiverse or your brain has a hard time rationalizing what you saw. Um, So you get caught up in the fog of it. Um, So time kind of erases it. Um, So those are like the four types of dreams that I, I basically was thinking. Do you guys have any other types that that I miss? Adam? I actually have a really, yeah. uh, I think it's actually a fairly common one, the sleep paralysis induced kind of dreams. Um, I had heard about it, you know, I mean, this is like, this is the succubus thing. This is the incubus. This is the the shadowy figure standing at the foot of your bed as you're waking up or falling asleep. Alien and abductions. Exactly. Exactly. Because there weren't alien abductions until the 1950s or whatever, you know, like when it became a popular thing, people used to have these, these encounters and it was always a demon of some kind or, or a ghost or whatever. And, and then when sci-fi sci-fi became a thing, it was aliens, you know, they'd have, you know, there'd be the, the intruders in the room at the, in, in the middle of the night and all that stuff. And I always thought it was this really fascinating topic and this idea that like you would you would be laying there unable to move and there'd be like this this creature standing at the foot of your bed or this this sneering demon leaning over your face and you're just staring at it and until a couple of years ago i hadn't experienced it and then i did oh wow and it was awesome <laughs> and and it was awesome because when it happened the first time it happened, um, are you familiar with the, the the Death Note movie on Netflix that came out a few years ago? It's like this this grotesquely grinning demon creature thing in it. Yeah. yeah. I can't actually remember if I had this dream before or after that came out. So I don't know if it was inspired by that or not. I can't honestly remember. But I I had a similar dream where something like that was like standing over me like grinning at me and i couldn't move 
and I, you know, I woke up and I, I couldn't move and I'm just, I'm just sitting there paralyzed. And then I realized what was happening and instantly it just, it went away and I kind of, I shook a little bit and, and I was awake and, and I was like, holy shit. I just had like a, a, a hypnagogic hallucination or hypnopompic, whatever. There's two different kinds. One of them is when you're waking up and one of them is when you're going to sleep. But yeah, like I was like, holy shit, it just happened. And like, this isn't something most people it never will happen to, but right. it, it's a decent amount. I think it's like 20 or 30 or 40%. It's like less than half though. But yeah, like sometimes either when your brain is shutting down to go to sleep or when it's waking up from sleep, the part of your body that is responsible for like letting your body move basically, you know, and it shuts down your, your, your limbs and paralyzes you pretty much. Uh, so when you're asleep, you don't hurt yourself flailing around in your dreams or whatever. Well, sometimes you kind of sort of wake up before that, or you kind of sort of get paralyzed before you fall asleep and your brain starts doing all the dream shit while you're still kind of awake. And yeah. So since that happened, I've actually had it happen a bunch of times and I've had, I've had the whole gamut. I've had the sneering demon. I've had the shadowy figure. I've had aliens. And every time it happens, I realize that it's happening as it's happening. And it's just, it's really cool. <laughs> and uh, Jesse could actually attest to this. I have this thing. I've actually had this for a long time and it's probably why I'm experiencing the more, I guess, concrete kind of hallucination things now. Uh, since I was a kid, uh, it started man manifesting as the, I'm sitting in class at school and I would lean back in my chair and I would fall over backwards. And it's this thing where it usually happens when I'm falling asleep, but I'll dream that I'm sitting in a chair and I fall over backwards and I will jolt awake. I have that occasionally. And it sure. almost always happens as I'm falling asleep. And it happens a lot, like several times a month. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And, and, you know, we'll be in bed and she'll be like, Oh, you're, you're about to fall asleep. <laughs> cause, cause I just like <laughs> jolted myself awake. And uh, I, I think it's a similar kind of thing where like, you're not quite asleep. So like you fall backwards and your body isn't even paralyzed yet. So you, you react as if you were still awake, Yeah. but like, that's the really cool thing that I think, and just the folklore and the, following it through the ages as to, you know, and, and seeing how it sort of evolved into what it did. Like I was saying, like you had demons in the middle ages and I'm sure be, before that, but like it follows the culture, you know? Right. So in the 1940s, 1950s, people started having the, the, you know, the aliens are standing at your bed kind of thing. And Yes, I'm I'm very much a skeptic, and I don't believe in all the alien stuff. But I I'm not I'm not making a judgment call on the other stuff. I'm just saying, the the perception of these hallucinations absolutely changed when the culture changed, when it changed more from a religious thing to a sci-fi alien thing, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's I think that's awesome. It's fascinating, you know. Yeah, I never. I've have heard of those type of dreams and I, um, I never have them. Thankfully they sound terrifying. What about you, Adam? So uh, the only other, 
category, I would say, would be like um, psychic, like paranormal type dreams where you see the future. Or you I actually have one of those. Dead loved ones who maybe, you know, they, they have messages or they tell you to go find something or something and it, it all happens, you know. Uh, me personally, I've never had anything like that, but uh, I, I have a niece who was supposedly dreamed about my dad and, uh, you know, told her, which, which is random. I thought that was random as hell. Like, why, you know, why her? And, uh, you know, basically, you know, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm, everything is good, you know, basically, was the message. Oh, nice. Well, uh, I just found it like I'm not not a believer of that sort of thing. Obviously, I'm, you know, all about the paranormal. But um, the fact that she was saying it was what I found most interesting because it's not like, you know, dad and her weren't that close or whatever, right. you know. So, like, I don't know. I just found it interesting that. Would, would those opinion. fall under the the fourth one the multiverse dreams kind of i mean maybe like especially we don't know especially when it's something that's like again i mean i think i don't know what your thoughts i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i know what kurt would think and i there's no such thing as psychics and they're all frauds throughout history i mean that's pretty common knowledge but um Psychics, perhaps, but not, I wouldn't say not the ability to be psychic. Right. Well, premonition stuff, yes. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's more, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I think the thing with the premonition stuff from, if if I'm going to be as fair as I can possibly be, the, the, the best you can say is it could have been a coincidence. Or I guess the worst you could say is it could have been a coincidence, you know, Um it maybe it wasn't right. I, I can't, I can't say I, whether it was I things do, or a coincidence or not, but you know, I do, they do have think, you know, there's stuff we don't understand and there's, I mean, you hear stories that are just nuts, you know, like just weird and yeah, coincidences and, you know, but there's stuff that's, um, it's fascinating that, I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of like in the paranormal realm, but psychic psychics, you know, that's a whole other thing where they're trying to make money off. Of I would say it could be, it could be multiverse, you know, but we don't know. We don't know what's after this life, you know? So right. It's kind of the ultimate like question and like it ties honestly, into that question. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, Smash my mic. Um, I would say I would consider those paranormal type ones. I would put them in that that category, especially if there's some sort of you know like deeper meaning to it, or like you know it something interesting like that. So I I can actually give you a I guess psychic dream that I had. Um, as the skeptic, I actually, I actually did have one that was interesting that I still remember now, like, I don't know, it's probably 20 years ago. 
do you remember, um, I don't know if I should use names or not, but remember the people we knew in high school that got in that really bad car accident? Yep. Uh, the guy and girl? It was... Post-bonfire. Post yes, oh, the post-bonfire okay. crash. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, the one guy that I knew that was in that crash that was in the coma for a while. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it wasn't a really long time. It was, it was like a week or two, right? It was, it was a while. I, I don't even remember exactly, but I don't remember. it was long enough though, that like, you kind of didn't know if he was going to come out of it. And literally the day before we all found out at like at school as we're, you know, this was kind of before, this is way before Facebook. This was before you would just know everything immediately. I think I found out at school. I think everybody did. Um, I had this weird dream where I was in a swimming pool and his little sister, and I knew them because they lived right up the road from my dad. So mm -hmm. his little sister swam up to me in the swimming pool and she said, his name is awake. And literally the next day, that day, like from when I had the dream, when I, you know, I woke up, went to school, that's when the news spread that he had, he had come out of the coma. Wow. So that wasn't like a one or two day coma. He was, in a I coma. know that's what I'm saying. It was, it was more of a, you know, it, it had been a while, you know, and you know, so, so, I mean, I could have, I guess had that dream on any day, you know, but, but the amount of days it had been, I had like a one in 20 shot if I was going to have that dream at all. And it was the day he woke up. Yeah. That's oh, question. Sure. Did, did you ever think to yourself or ask yourself why? Well, so that's the thing. Like I was, you know, I knew him, you know, we, we talked on the bus all the time. I can't remember if I actually even hung out with him. Like, any of the other time, but I, like, I knew him. School. Yeah. Like I knew him. I knew his brother. Lunch, lunch they, table. I knew. Yeah. And I knew his sister uh, and his sister was much younger. She was like in elementary school at the time. And, but they lived right up the road, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. And he, he hung out with us at lunch sometimes, I think, but yeah, like I didn't know him that well. That That's what makes me think it was just like a random, like, it was on all of our minds you know i think for for quite a while and for whatever reason and maybe i had the dream another night and i just didn't remember it and i i did remember remember it that night i do know though that when it happened this wasn't like a hindsight uh memory that i'm having where it's like i had this dream three days before and and three days later it happened. like this was the day of absolutely like, I remember that because when it happened, I was like, holy shit. Like, that was the first time I ever had, I think it might be the only time I ever had a dream like that. That was like a so premonition or whatever. You definitely did your due diligence skepticizing that, but that is a really good example of what Adam and I, I think we're just saying with, we don't know where some of the stuff comes from. And that, that one's weird. That one... I think that one hits the, the buttons on it just because. Well, hold on. Let me, let me shoot back a little bit on that though. Uh -huh. So in that dream though, I was, I was notified by his little sister who I don't think she would have known at the time I had the dream. Either. But does that matter? I mean, to me it does just because 
you know, she was the messenger in the dream, which which suggests to me that it's it was more just a random thing that was floating around in my head. No, maybe not even random is random is probably not the right word, but that that it was something that was on my mind. And it was just a weird dream. I, why was I in a swimming pool? And why did uh -huh. you know, you know what I mean? Like, why why is why is the part, you know, like what's what's the important part of the story? And but you're you know, attaching. Like, OK. You're attaching the actual manifestation to the message, which I don't. Yeah, think but why did why did I get the message? Why was she the messenger? What was that's the what I was asking? Yeah, I, I mean, know, that's why, the thing. why you? Why you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and it didn't mean anything. It didn't. It no. didn't change anything. It didn't. You know what I mean? Like it's something I remember because because of how it happened and because of how reality right. shook out and everything. I'm not but, saying. I'm not saying it's earth shattering or it's like, I mean, I, and, and I totally understand where you're coming from on it. I just, when I, when I really think critically and, and deeply about it, I'm like, okay, well, it, it's, it still doesn't make any sense. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? You know, anything in a one-off is anecdotal anyways, but it's still an interesting it's still really interesting. Oh yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, and I mean, you know, that's why I remember it now, twenty some years later, twenty years later, or however yeah. long ago it was. The only Absolutely. thing I could think of is that, you know, we were all, you know, friends, but um, maybe because you lived near him, maybe it was like you were supposed to tell the rest of us. Well, I, and that's the thing. Like, I think, I think everybody found out literally that day. Like, that's. You know, like word spread pretty fast, I think, because it was. Do you was remember still, telling anybody about the dream before you found out? I honestly don't think I told. I, I think this is the first time I told anybody I had that dream. Oh, wow. honestly, like you guys, do you remember me ever saying anything about that? No. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I can't remember, but I, I don't think I ever told anybody about it. Wouldn't it be kind of hilarious if you were like secretly? Psychic, psychic and I'm like the like, most skeptical person. Yeah, 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 exactly. And shit keeps happening. And you're like, fuck this. I'm not gonna <laughs> well, you know, it, it reminds me of uh some of the skeptical performers that I, I'm aware of, um, where they'll do like these these mentalist shows or these magic shows, and the whole point of their show is to like show like seriously, I'm not a psychic. Here's how you can do this without being a psychic. And then they still get people coming up to them after the show, like telling them they're wrong and that they actually are psychic. And it's like, well, you know, well, that's, that's <laughs> like that South Park episode. They spoofed that perfectly. The uh, John Edwards is the biggest douche in the universe episode. Yeah, yeah. And when Kai, uh, no, when Stan's pretending that he's psychic and he's using, uh, you know, the tricks of the trade and stuff. And then people still keep coming up to him like, what did my dead dad say? And he's like, this is not real. I'm doing <laughs> tricks. Yeah, but you talked about his daughter. Like, it was a trick. Why can't you tell me about my dad? Uh, so far, fucking nails that stuff so good. Um, so as I was telling you guys earlier, I, I looked at this dream journal and this is from like 2017. Um, so this is a dream. Both of you are probably 
that you're both in. Um, and I would say this is a this is a mix of a type one and a type two dream. You know, it was pretty standard, you know, dream, but <clears throat> it was just kind of funny because you guys were both in it. So here's this dream. So I'm at a creek in the woods. Uh, there's some people there and they're jumping in the water and swimming. Kurt is one of the people there. I get up on the rock to jump in, but I let them know that I'm not a good swimmer and that I can't be in water over my head, which is true. What a nerd. Um, everyone seems <laughs> to understand this and they're not worried about it. So I jump in and it's nice. I do end up getting in deeper water, but I end up getting out okay. Then it starts raining and the creek starts flooding. It happens fast and it's tough to get out of the water and I'm freaking out. But um, then people pulled me out. So then the second part of the dream, I'm at some event that's in a school building. My friend Adam and his family are there. His family warns me he's been having health problems. I, I see him and he has a breathing apparatus over his mouth. I, he tells me that he has to get a lung transplant and he's pretty depressed about that. I tell him we can talk about other things. And, and I tell him about this. And in the dream, I tell him about swimming in the Creek with Kurt from the earlier part of the dream. And that was the dream. So <coughs> totally random wow. and stupid. <laughs> no, that actually sounds like a lot of my dreams. Like they, it's it's nonsense. Right. I think that's most you know, people's dreams. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Random nonsense. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, I don't doubt that that's the majority of dreams. I just think there are some dreams that touch something else. But I think it's well, rare. I just want to, yeah, I want to say that, you know, so if, if that's the common dream, then when your dreams are all, you know, organized and realistic and whatever is that something else i think so i you know i am um, you know i know i'm probably beating a dead horse with other episodes that i've talked about this but you know in our group you know kurt's a skeptic adam's a true believer and i'm fairly in the middle depending on the subject but this subject, I definitely get more towards Adam with the, and I know, I know there's logical stuff and I know there's coincidence and I know there's, but I think there's stuff you get into brain chemistry and you get in, <coughs> excuse me, you get into the whole thing where, you know, we, certain parts of the brain they've figured out, but there's a lot of it that they haven't. Um, I mean, neurosurgeons and people that study that stuff would, would even say that. So I think there's that part of it. Um, so then this is the second part where the, the deep dive top. Yes, Adam. Just, just to add something, you ever see those memes where it shows like brain nodes and then it shows a map of the universe? Do you ever see that? The ones no. where it's like um, it's showing like the different levels of like enlightenment almost like is that what you're talking about where it shows like no guy, it's just like, like it shows like it's it's like the similarities between oh okay like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. microscopic world and 
you know, our universe or our, our, our inner, you know, our brain and what. Yeah. Like the, the, the shape of neurons and, and everything else. And then the shape yeah, of yeah. like the, the universe as a whole, like yeah. when you're looking at it, even outside of like a galactic perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah you ever yeah. see that? You seen yeah. that? Yeah. Interesting. No, but I get fascinating. it. Fascinating. I'll send it to you. Yeah. I, I, I think part of that, and I know I'm going to poo-poo on everything here, but uh, part of part of that, I think, um, is even from the very small scale to the very large scale, you get certain patterns in the universe, which doesn't, I guess, actually doesn't poo-poo what you're saying, actually. It might actually totally validate what you're saying. That's exactly you know? what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, you get, the, you get similar patterns at, at a micro level and at a macro level on, on some things. And yeah, I think there is a certain symmetry there. Like if you look at, you know, how neurons are arranged in your brain or whatever, and then you look at uh, globular clusters in the universe and, and galaxies and all this other stuff, you know, the really, really, really uh, uh, macro huge stuff. Right. Um, there, there's definitely some similarity with the, you know, with the clustering and the way things are linked together and everything else. You know? yeah. So this is a good uh, a good transition into your multiverse. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I really like the multiverse topic because it touches on science, theory, the paranormal, you know, even more extreme areas like, you know, the holographic or simulated universe. Um also, this is one of those issues where there legitimately is no scientific consensus. Uh, Well-known scientists like Stephen Hawking, Michio Kaku, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that Michio right. Michio Kaku. Yeah. And Neil deGrasse Tyson um, are proponents of the multiverse theory, while other notable scientists like David Gross, Adam Frank, Paul Davies, are skeptics of the theory. Um, and I personally think, I mean, I guess this doesn't matter, but I'll say the proponents are more are a more impressive list to me than the, not that that's the end all be all. They're all scientists with their own things, but <clears throat> I mean, the three I named are, are just three of many. And I think it's impressive, you know. Oh from my interest in following the ufo topic i can tell you that the whole multiverse theory has gained a lot of traction yeah i mean i can see that being tied in together you know i can tell you from a very purely scientific standpoint a lot of the the multiverse stuff and and the, the theoretical level stuff it's actually seen as legitimate science. The problem with it is, and it's not a problem like, it's not a problem in the sense of, well, these guys are quacks or these guys don't know what they're talking about. The problem is it's, it's essentially, a lot of it is unfalsifiable. And, and that basically means that, you know, you can, you can have a theory that kind of sort of makes sense, but you have, you have no way of proving it. Nobody has any way of disproving it. It's like, it's a theory that 
um, like a lot of, you know, quantum physics and, and, and things like that, the theoretical physics, a lot of that stuff is it's theoretical because, because you can't prove it or disprove it or, or, or whatever, you know, and I think that's part of what makes it interesting. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. Because, you know, it is theories. Nobody's got the answer for for a fact on it. And I don't think any of them really claim they do, but there's different ways to talk about it. And even the people that want to shut it down, I saw, I read some good articles and stuff with them. None of them were like, this is bullshit. This is, they were all like, kind of like what you said. Um, These are unprovable theories or at least unprovable right now theories. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent in the, in the, just generally in the, in the scientific fields, it, you know, you can come up with theories and everything and you can come up with ideas. And I mean, technically, if you're coming up with something, it can't be falsified. That can't be, if you want to call it proven or disproven, that's not really the words they use, but if you can't really verify it one way or another, you can have an interesting idea, but you're kind of operating outside of the realm of just generally science at that point. Like you well, can like have you, said, you fall on the theoretical. Right. And, and a lot of that theoretical stuff, it's, it's technically from a very strict way of looking at it. It's technically not science after a certain point, because for it to be science and for it to be like a, a you know, a, a theory or whatever, there has to be a way, like you propose something, you propose an idea or a way, you know, the world or the universe works and, and there has to be a way to falsify it. So, you know, if I say, uh, you know, the sun rises every day and it sets every day, well, we can falsify that, you know, we can investigate that somehow. But if you say, well, there might be multiple other universes, but we don't really have a way to detect them right now. You're not, you're not, you're not just talking out of your ass necessarily, but at the same time, at least right now, there's no way to actually investigate that. So yeah, it's this sort of weird gray area between like hard science and, you know, that's what makes it theory. Like it's, it's in between hard science and, and whatever else. And it, It, it has more legitimacy though, because these are people who are scientists and they, they do hard science, but they're proposing these things that they think are right. And that may be right, but they, at this point right now, at least don't have a way of figuring it out. And it dips its toe in the paranormal too, for the same reason, because, you know, it's not, it's not hard science and per se, but um, it's still, it's not hard paranormal either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in that sense. Um, so well, just to touch, just to touch on that, Nick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we don't know, we don't know what ghosts are, you know, maybe they're not ghosts at all. Maybe they're just, you move on to that other universe or whatever, and it seeps through from time to time. and Or mirrors of a past universe. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... I, I will actually put this out there right now. I, I listened to your, the two of you guys doing your ghost episode, you know, months ago, however long ago it was. It was a great episode because we went, you went over all these, I say we, and I, I, I said we, because like, <laughs> I know a lot of the stories, you know, like I, I was putting myself right there. Um, I would love to do another episode with the two of you where I in, inject my skepticism and, and, you know, we, we, we go over some of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a future episode idea. And maybe we can do it. We can bring in some of our, some ones that we really like that, not that are, you know, necessarily provable, provable because we weren't there, but um, just ones that we find interesting and you can kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I still love me a good ghost story. Yeah, absolutely. I I really do like genuinely. Yeah. It's um, there's so there's a lot of good podcasts. um, Adam turned me on to, um, um, Oh shoot. I don't know why I'm all the campfire with Jim Harold's campfire. And that's, that's a, I listen to that every week. Um, but yeah, just, I, I like that stuff. <clears throat> um, so I found two classification types for the multiverse. Um, there's Max Tigmark's four levels and Brian Green's nine types. I prefer Green's nine types because it will, it wasn't as much jargon, um, and it seemed to have like concise, understandable types. Um, and Green is an American theoretical physicist. Um, so I think this section, I'll read each of the nine types and we can give our thoughts on each one because they're separated really neat. So they're each their own thing. I mean, some of them kind of co-mingle, um, but overall, I think it's a good way to talk about like a topic that can get real theoretical, you know, can get real deep into, you know, that stuff. So the first type is quilted. Uh, the quilted multiverse works works only in an infinite universe with an inf- infinite amount of space. Every possible event will occur an infinite number of times. However, the speed of light prevents us from being aware of these other identical areas. That sounds pretty fucking interesting, right? Sounds pretty uh, logical. I think that's the the multiverse theory that I'm mostly aware of is just that, you know, if there's a multiverse out there, there is an infinite number of universes where literally everything has happened in every possible way that it can happen. Yeah, and some of these go into that more detail, but I kind of like the the speed of light idea because, you know, we've never been able to get past the speed of light, obviously. Um, so I wonder just thinking out loud, I mean, I didn't read this anywhere. I wonder if, if we ever get to the point of figuring that out, does that mess up a multiverse thing or does that, would that, would there be able to, you know, would it break it or would it cut a hole into it? 
would we be able to see others if we got past the speed of light? It makes me think of um, like when you look up in the sky and you see stars that are no longer there because their explosion hasn't happened yet because it's so far away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think about too. Like yeah. time looks like time. It's time travel. Yeah. If you could go to the speed of light, you know, and get there, you, it wouldn't be the same time you left here, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's the more interesting part about not even just uh, light speed travel is, is even approaching light speed. Um, time dilation happens. So uh, they've actually observed it even in astronauts orbiting the earth who weren't even going that fast. They were just going way faster than we're going here on earth relative to people on earth um, where you go up, you know, when your watch is set to a certain time back on earth. And when you come back, I can't remember how it works. I think your watch would be slower. Yeah. Cause time, the faster you go, apparently the, the slower time passes for you and for anything like in your little bubble of travel or whatever. Right. So yeah. Like if you're, if you're an astronaut and you go into space and your time is set on your watch, when you get back, anything that it was set to is actually ahead of what your watch is. And this is something that happens even now. And, right. you know, at, at point zero 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 one percent of the speed of light or whatever, because we're nowhere even close, right. especially just going up into orbit or whatever, but we're a lot faster, moving a lot faster relative to everything here on earth, you know? And to me, that's the more fascinating thing. Like I, I, I'm probably a proponent of the idea that um, you can't go faster than the speed of light. I, I think that that's probably a hard limit, um, but sort of like sort of like Star Trek. Um, yeah. On Star Trek, they don't technically go faster than the speed of light. They create a bubble of space time that moves through space and that warps space around them in a way that mimics being faster than the speed of light yeah so i think if anything the way the way that we would ever do that or or to come close to doing that would be some sort of like space-time bubble or something which theoretically again we're back to the theoretical stuff but would theoretically maybe be possible um but again the the time dilation stuff i i still haven't seen the movie but interstellar i guess that movie um, yeah, does the time dilation thing relatively accurately, um, and I guess it's pretty interesting. But I just I'm surprised I, you I, haven't I, seen that one. Yeah, that's, I know. I just somehow I never got around to watching it. I don't know. It's all right. It's, it's an okay yeah. movie. It's yeah, it is weird. It does touch on that for sure. Who's in there? Um, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it was a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the second type is called inflationary. The inflationary, <clears throat> excuse me, the inflationary multiverse is composed of various pockets in which inflation fields collapse and form new universes. Different, you know, maybe a little more sciencey. Um, 
but yeah, definitely, I, definitely a little more esoteric or a little more like mm, yeah it's kind of like uh you know you know i guess it's an easy thing to do but to compare to another movie it's kind of like the men in black one where there's other universes you know i don't know yeah yeah i remember that whole thing so you know that one's interesting and like you said, that one's more, um, you know, I guess I don't want to say maybe over my head, but it's more like, uh, I just had a crazy thought. Yeah. So what if the whole multiverse thing is, is size as Kurt was saying, the micro and the macro, what if things just get smaller and smaller and smaller and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's your multiverses. I think there's yeah, some... like there's the like you you said men in black, there's that thing where you know the whole galaxy or universe or whatever is in the cats, the cats thing on the, the cats. Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's again we go back to the falsifi- falsifiability kind of thing. Maybe that's what this is. We could maybe we're maybe we're all in the in the atom of a bacterium of some creature in some other universe, you know, and, and our entire existence, our entire universe's existence of, of what is it? 12 billion years or whatever it is now is, is the, the, not even the blink of an eye in this other right. time wise. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think one of these <laughs> nine is similar to that from when I was reading it, it kind of touches on that. Um, so the third one is called the brand multiverse, B-R-A-N-E. And the brand multiverse uh, version postulates that our entire universe exists. On, well, that's this one. And that our entire universe exists on a membrane, which floats in a higher dimension or bulk. In this bulk, there are other membranes with their own universes. These universes can interact with one another. And when they collide, the violence and energy produces uh, is more than enough to give rise to a big bang. Uh, the, the brains float or drift near each other in the bulk and every few trillion years, attracted by gravity or some other force that we don't understand, collide and bang into each other. This repeated contact gives rise to multiple or cyclical big bangs, this particular hypothesis falls under the string theory umbrella um, as it requires extra spatial dimensions. Um, So that's kind of what we're talking about. We're just like one part on a membrane that's part of a bunch of membranes. It's part of, you know, I mean, that's a little more. You could almost say that it's insane in the membrane. Ah, yeah. good song. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> like when a cell splits. Yeah, yeah, and it replicates. And they add the whole Big Bang part to it. You know, I mean, they. I mean, I guess it makes sense. And you were saying earlier the whole cyclical thing, where there's it seems like there's patterns with with everything. So, 
I mean, that one's interesting, and I, I like that general idea. It's kind of like the you – know, it's kind of like you guys were saying, the, the, the men in black theory of, you know, we're just a little thing attached to another little thing attached to, you know. One sounds more logical, but I like three better. Yeah. Well, that was three. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think it, it we're really getting into that. Like, you know, you can you can be the smartest person in the world and, and theorize this stuff. There's probably no way we're ever gonna figure gonna it out. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I mean, even if you look at at you know science fiction stuff where you have these galactic civilizations, they're not even approaching the knowledge to figure out how stuff like that works. Right. You know. And I know it's science fiction, but it's like, you know, even, even thinking about people way smarter than us or, or civilizations way smarter than us, even they don't have a clue. Right. No. And that gets into the whole. Which is kind of fun, I think. Yeah. I and getting back to science fiction, you know, and this happens in Star Trek and this happens in um, other shows, you know, other sci-fi shows. Every once in a while, they meet a corporeal being, one that's not, it's just like an essence or something. A non-corporeal being. Non-corporeal, yes, that's what I meant. One that's just like, that used to be, you know, corporeal, used to have, but it kind of evolved into, you know, that's getting a little off, but... um, so the fourth one kind of it tied in with the third one. I felt like they were similar. This one's called the cyclical multiverse theory. Um, and the cyclical multiverse has multiple brains that have collided, causing big bangs. The universe bounced back and passed through time until they are pulled back together and collide again destroying the old contents and creating them anew. So this is just like a kind of an extension of the third one where it kind of puts time involved into it and stuff. And, you know, so, I mean, probably not much more to say on that one because it's kind of like the third one or yeah. So Uh, the next one is landscape. The landscape multiverse relies on String theories. Ooh, this is a fun pronunciation. Calabi U spaces, which is spelled C A L A B I dash Y A U spaces. It's probably the name of a couple of physicists who came up with the idea. Yeah, makes sense. It's most likely what it is. Quantum fluctuations drop the shapes to a lower energy level, creating a pocket with a set of laws different from that of the surrounding space. That is well above my mental uh, comprehension. So. No comment. No. Yeah, I, I, I already forgot what you said, so. Yeah, so that one's, a, <laughs> that one's like big brain level, uh, you know, theory. Um, so number six is quantum, <clears throat> the quantum multiverse. The quantum multiverse creates a new universe when a diversion in events occurs. I like this one. This is an interesting one. Uh, So 
is in, in it's the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, like, you know, a decision, you know, instead of doing this podcast, I went to bed. So that's, yeah, this another- is a, this is the branching paths yes. thing. This is actually, I think, really similar to the, uh, there is a universe where literally everything has happened. Quilted. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, this is sort of, this is kind of the same thing, but it's more of an explanation for how that happens where anytime a decision or an event happens, every possible outcome of that thing happens and then a new universe is created. Off right. Of that. Yeah. This is more the breakdown because that one is just about infinity. And this one it's just like it's the diversion, it's the diversion pass. And I mean, it is a trope in sci-fi. This one is definitely one that's used quite a bit. I love it usually. Sometimes they fuck it up. Um, Star Trek has fucked it up a little bit. They're sometimes. hit and miss. They, they they change things around for good storytelling. Yeah, they when they did the new movie thing the they messed up some stuff you know a little bit but But when you talk about your um your reoccurring patterns you know trees blood vessels nervous system you know branch branch some more you know well definitely i like that it's like a a nature a naturalist way of looking at it like you know, the the branches of a tree, the cell membranes, the you know the the space, you know, just the all that stuff. Um, but I also like the idea, and this is always interesting to me that um, you know you could have one in universe where somebody that passed away is in that one they're alive. You gotta have one universe that, you know, 9-11 didn't happen. You can have one. I mean, it's not all big events. It really can be any event, honestly. That was kind of the the premise of sliders to a certain extent. Um, right. There was the that one that one big FU episode where they had like two minutes or whatever in that jump, and he's like. Well, I'll know if this is home or not because the gate outside my house yes. will squeak. And and he checks it and the gate doesn't squeak. So they jump through. And then after the, the portal closes, the repairman comes out of the house talking to his mother and she's like, Oh, thanks for fixing my gate. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Like it, it could be something so small. And and that's what he based his de- decision on that they weren't in the right universe. Supposedly but they're in the they worst of, of uh of bringing that back right now they're they're in like, like the a, writing stage like a reboot stuff. or the actual the original people supposedly um the main guy jerry o'connell jerry o'connell and um he does one of the voices on lower decks he does the uh the first yeah. officer him and uh that jonathan reese davies are both interested oh. from what i've heard didn't they kill him off on the show? I don't think. So. I mean, if I they, did, they killed him off, if they did, you know, it's a multi-universe thing. True. They might have found it because he's been yeah, one of the vocal ones that said it was 
one of the best shows he thought and he thought if they had a consistent better writing it would have been uh it would have been a hit you know more but yeah i uh, i love good you know you can really do this type of multiverse thing well and always found it interesting when i mean again it can be done shit you know and and stuff too but that's an interesting one um this next one these next two are kind of the same in the same vein but i think you can talk about them differently and honestly these are the ones that i think when I was putting this together, these are the ones I thought Adam would be the most interested in, and I thought Kurt would have the most shit to talk about. So the um, the holographic universe. Uh, now, this is the holographic multiverse is derived from the theory that the surface area of space can encode the contents of the volume of the region this is a science, this is what I type. This is a sciencey way of saying the eighth type, which is the next one, the simulated multiverse, which exists on complex computer systems that simulate entire universes. It's a very, very popular theory right now. Yeah, I, I'll honestly say this is one of the ones that I'm actually relatively familiar with and as far as I know, uh, it actually has a lot of good science to back it up, at least the, to back up the possibility of it, not, not that it's actually what's going on. But is this the one that the Stephen Hawking is real, was really? It, I, I, I think this is the one, this is the one where a few years ago, some, some physicists uh, did a bunch of math and found that you could absolutely somehow project the dimensions of the universe onto a flat surface or something. I think this is the one. And yeah, so this one actually has some, at least maybe not technically hard science, but mathematical science to right. back it up. So I actually, a lot of this stuff though, I think is, is so far above even the people proposing its heads right. that it's, it's hard to, say anything about it anyway you know what i mean like it's like who the hell am i to say that these people who dedicated their lives to this who can do the math that i couldn't even begin to do who am i to say they're they're wrong you know i'll, I'll listen to what other people say but if other people say we don't know then we don't know you know so Adam? i thought um if there, if there is a you know, multiverses out there where everything has happened or is happening, then that I can think of this shit could be not proof, but you know what I mean? Like that it's even a thought in my head. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. The, your awareness of it. Yeah. I thought it like, where did it come from? You know? So, like the idea of even thinking about something that's so ridiculously abstract, yes, maybe means that it's leaking over from somewhere. That it could, you know, if I if I can think of it, then and maybe it could exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought this would be the one. Like I said, 
I knew Adam would be like totally into this one. And I just thought Kurt would be like, oh, this bullshit. You can't. Be- no, this is this is literally one of the ones that has been that some science has been done on and that people generally agree, at least. Maybe <laughs> so it's it's very popular in the conspiracy circles. You know, a lot of times, you know, people are just people that I follow on Twitter. They'll just tweet all oh, the simulations going crazy today. Right. And I hate that shit. So, you know, even though I feel like this one has a plausibility that is at least as good as any of the other ones. Um, and I really liked your point about the, if I can think it, that's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I, I know you were having trouble putting it into words and I kind of am too, but there is kind of like, like a, if- yeah, Deep if my thoughts. mind can grasp that. Yeah. You know. It is. That's interesting. But honestly, I would hope, if I'm a hoping person, that it's not this one. Like, I like the idea. I like the string theory stuff better. I like the different moment has a different outcome in the parallel universes. So I like the parallel universe theories better. Like, does that make them more real than this? Obviously not. I mean, they're both just as theoretical as either. But if I had one, to three pick, and nine. What's that? One, three, and nine. Yeah. <laughs> one, three. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, um, so if it is a simulation. Now, does this kind of touch getting back into comparison to film and TV, The Matrix? No, that's a, well. I think The Matrix is even simpler than that, though. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. The Matrix was literally like. That's a, so if a a really good. It's a metaverse. The Matrix was like a really good Oculus Rift headset. Right. But it's still, and I mean, t- I understand like the idea of like, oh, well, it seems so real. It seems perfectly real, blah, blah, blah. But I, I almost think comparing it to the Matrix almost cheapens the idea. It's a similar idea, would, but. Right. Well, like, I guess that would kind of technically be simulation theory, though. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just feels like the Matrix is, is, they're not even necessarily simulating the universe. They're just simulating reality in general. I, right. I don't know. It's like you said, maybe it's more better to think of it as a metaphor for this type yeah. of thing because yeah. it's, it's just like, maybe that's why small, they call it a metaverse. Yeah. It's just on a small scale. Um, you know, and it's got, and well, that brings up a good question that I just thought of with this. So, if you say the matrix is a small scale of, of, of the simulated universe, well, let's say, so who's behind the simulated universe? You know, we're getting deep there. And that's another one of those things that we will never know. Would somebody be behind it? Would it be natural? But, but the theory itself doesn't sound natural. If you're talking, if you're, equating it to oh yeah no the theory definitely i think 
presupposes that it's it's being done intentionally. That's being is controlled. It, is yeah. it us? That it's built or being done intentionally or, or, or whatever. Is it other forms of humans that have just gotten to that point where they can do that? It's Zuckerberg. Just, you know, or is it aliens? He just named his company Meta. Oh, my <laughs> God. Guys, uh, we figured it out. Well, he's a robot. <laughs> I mean, he's. That's he's true. A, he's so who's Android. controlling him? Well, he he might be a reptilian. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> All Kurt, we know is that he's not human. He behaves like an android, not a reptile. He's definitely not human, though. Donald Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld was a possible. Is uh, interview about that guy? Was it was it Louis C.K. that did the interview? Yes. with him and it was on Obi and Anthony. He, yeah, he would not deny that he was. He wouldn't deny. <laughs> and then when they hung up with him, they all started laughing, and Louis C.K. is like, "He wouldn't deny." He, did you guys catch that? I gave him all these opportunities just to say, no, I'm not a lizard man. And he wouldn't say it. He just wouldn't say it. In his defense, though, I mean, <laughs> if you're asked if you're a reptilian, are you legally obligated to say that you're not if you're not or that you are if you are? I mean, could he have just been like, this is the dumbest fucking question anyone's ever asked me. He just what the kept, fuck? Yeah, but he didn't do, yeah, they, do that. He just kept ignoring they, they, it. Yeah, they don't acknowledge it because it's beneath them, but. Or yeah. is it, you know, because lizard people are fucking lizard people. Yeah. yeah, well, lizard people are our superiors. Um, yeah. So maybe the question was beneath him because why does he have to answer any questions? For or them? maybe he in the lizard like culture, us. you got to be honest with it, but you you don't have to actually say it. You just so you can lie by omission. But yeah. you can't, you know, he can't just say, no, I'm not a lizard person. <laughs> you yeah. just laugh it off instead yeah. of saying yes or no. I do not know how we got to this, but that's awesome. Um, so, but I like that to postulate that thought of like, if it is, you know, a holographic multiverse, a simulated multiverse, who would be behind it? And then you could get into the whole theological thing. You know, well, I think a, it, it, it necessarily comes back to that because it's it's basically the same principle. Well, uh, yeah, it's the same idea that if, if you even believe in if you just believe in one universe, it's like, OK, well, if there's only one universe, then what created it? Where did it come from? Is there a creator of it? If there is, well, what created them? Where does anything come from? Where does the stuff before that come from right. and these are questions that if you think about them too long your nose will start bleeding or or you'll join a call and uh you know yeah i mean there's there's just these are the kind of questions that we as we are built are just not designed to ever know right but but we can think about it we can try we can think about it. We can try. I, I just, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And these are, you know, as, as a very sciencey person, these are the kind of questions that I, I don't even bother to think about usually because I know that I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to get any satisfaction out of it at all. Hey, you guys ever watch that show with Morgan Freeman, that science show? 
I have it. Yeah. No. Off the top of my head, I can't think of the name. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. What's it on? Watch that shit. Universe Explained or something? Or no. Uh, I've seen the the coming attractions for it. It's so good. Yeah, I'd believe it. He's such a good narrator. He, he dives into quantum theory and physics and big questions like, "Is there a god?" And then he, you know. He talks to whoever scientists, whatever, blah blah blah, you know, and and yeah, it just really gets the mind going. Yeah, I mean, I get Kurt's idea that you know, like, it, unlike other things, you know, that we can have tangibility with or have, you know, we could come to, you know, the science word is consensus. I mean, that's what modern science is kind of founded on consensus you can't you know it's to to dumb it down even more four out of five dentists agree that this is the best uh toothpaste to use or what you know what i mean like nine out of ten doctors recommend camels yeah exactly i mean that's more that's getting into marketing obviously but <laughs> yeah, i'm sure that doesn't happen anymore yeah but the but, principle of consensus to me like these questions quite honestly these aren't even fun questions like like you know well what came before the universe what came if if the universe is controlled by something what came before that if god is real what created god those questions aren't fun or or really even interesting to me because i i honestly believe that there's no way to ever have an answer on it all you're right. ever going to do is speculate. You know what but I mean? But you got to admit the multiverse stuff is interesting, even though it's got well. That, that's fun. That's fun to think about, just because you don't know, and and it doesn't really give you a. There's not really a finality to the answer that you come up with. Right. But if you're trying to come up with an answer of like, well, what created ev- literally everything? Right. And what created that thing that created everything and all and it, it, you know it just it's this recursive cycle that, gets, that goes back and back and it just doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me. that's it, too it just that gets into the whole too much with the infinity thought yeah it's like it, infinity it, it thoughts. just it doesn't do anything for me it there's really no on and on and on and on you know it's yeah i get what you're saying maybe i'm just too impatient but i just it, <laughs> I, I can't do it like I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't even believe in a God anyways, but you know, it is, it isn't, it it is not necessarily interesting to just keep asking. It's like childhood talk. It's like a child talk. Well, why is that? Well, why is that? Well, yeah. It's like, because, well, why? Because, well, why? You know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, Adam relates to that. I'm sure. <laughs> he just shakes his head. <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty good at accepting answers. So, oh, that's, oh, that's good. good then. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just something like the multiverse. It's got it's got so many like little offshoots to it that I think that's interesting too. Um, so the final one is the ultimate multiverse. And the ultimate multiverse contains every mathematical, mathematically possible universe under different laws of physics. So I guess that's the ultiverse. 
Yeah, the Altiverse. So that one's kind of like, I don't know. That seems like a cover all the bases. Yeah, the- it's it's yeah. the catch-all. It's like not only not only is there a universe where everything happened, but there's also a universe where everything happened and the laws of the universe could behave in any way possible Different. as well. Yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of funny and a simulation. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because that other theory that I didn't read, or I did read it, but I didn't put it down. Max Teague marks four levels. That was a lot of stuff about the laws of physics. It was very more, you know, that type of stuff. Like, is there a universe where, you know, the there's no gravity and just, you know, weird, you know, shit like that, which interesting in its own way, but, you know, it's probably more for a room of theoretical physicists to, to talk about it than some dumbass podcasters, you know? Um, I like to, hey, let's be nice. I like to refer to us as assholes on the internet. Yes, fair. Um, so the third and final thing I wanted to get, um, you know, to get into is really what our thoughts are on some kind of a combination of multiverse theories and dreams. Do you think some of some dreams could be mirrors or portals or something our brain taps into, into a multiverse or a dimension? Like, you know, just some sort of thing where depending on if it's the holographic one or if it's the, you know, the, um, what was the one I like? The quantum one. Is that the one? I don't know, the one where there's like a lot of branches and stuff. So do you think there's some way that our brain sometimes rarely or just taps into that and we just don't know? Again, with the whole theory and we just, we don't know the answer right now. Do you think, do you think that's possible? So I'm going to say yes, because here I am an organism and there's any number of organisms on me, you know, or, or inside me with their universes. I can't see it, you know, they can't see me either. And maybe your brain taps into that. And, you know, the, the whole theory about, you know, there's any number of me out there doing any number of things, doing everything I didn't do, you know, and maybe you somehow see that and, you know, you catch a glimpse of it or whatever, and then you wake up and you're back here. Uh, Possible. Yes, absolutely. Likely, no. If I were to put money on it, I would I would definitely put money against the idea that, you know, when we're sleeping, we're tapping into something else. I, I really do think that regardless of what multiverse theory might be right, I think that we're, aside from like in some sort of extreme like space-time environment, I think... Uh, there's 
you have to like punch a hole through, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think um, us just dreaming, I, I honestly think it's our, our, our brains like to do weird shit when we're asleep. I honestly think that's all it is. And, yeah. uh, and, and to punch a hole through to some other place in space time or whatever, I, I, I think you need black holes and warp bubbles and, and other theoretical things that we know about or don't know about, you know? Okay. So I'm more with Adam, obviously on this. And I think, you know, it's interesting in how we discuss dreams. I don't, I think most of the dreams, you know, the average person, I don't even know what a fair percentage would be, but, you know, 98% of the dreams are in the realm of what, you know, we talked about and what you said, just randomness and just, your, you know, whatever, subconscious stuff. But, and at least in my experience, when I feel like I've had these dreams that touch into the multiverse theory type things, I don't even have a good example to give you. And the reason I don't have a good example to give you is because these dreams are always fogs to me at, after a certain amount of time or even like right after. But when I think about them, when I'm first getting awake, I'm like, especially at least recently when I've learned more about this stuff, I, I, I'm, I think more like, you know, I'm not, and a lot of times, at least with me and maybe other people are different with this. I'm not necessarily seeing myself in a multiverse. I don't feel like that's ever where I'm at. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching something in a multiverse because it literally has no reference points to my life in it. Places that never been, people I've never seen. And yeah, you can say, oh, you might have caught a glimpse of them on a film and you weren't. Yeah, okay. You know, that's all, that all makes rational sense or a place that you're combining places. All that, yeah, you can all explain that all the way. But a lot of the times, and, you know, again, you're getting into feelings, but a lot of times when that happens, it is a feeling of like, I just caught a glimpse of something or somewhere that was not on, not real to, you know, I wasn't having a psychic vision of a place in New Zealand, current, present day, but I do feel like maybe I'm seeing something that's happened on another, in another multiverse. And I, I get my rational science brain tells me there's so many other ways to look at it. And that's fair. Um, but I just like, I don't know. I just like that idea of that that could be it. And if I could prove it, you know, I would be a millionaire billionaire. Like yeah. I, nothing I could say right now is going, that's a fact, but it just, it makes sense to me in a way too, you know? I think the way I would see that is 
I don't know if it's still kind of the going consensus on things, but I know people who study dreams, they used to at least say that most of your dreams, you either wouldn't remember at all, or you'd have like a foggy recollection of them just because of the way your brain uh, categorizes memories and stores memories away while you're dreaming. Like that's actually something that can be measured. A lot of, a lot of this, that's how we know about the sleep paralysis stuff that we talked about earlier this is stuff that you can hook somebody up to, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the machines that look at your brain while you're sleeping, basically. Right. Yeah. And, all that stuff. and uh, an EEG, that's it. Um, but yeah, they can look at that stuff and they can see what your brain is doing and they can do, you know, then there's functional MRI tests too that, that show what your brain is doing while you're asleep or, or whatever. And I think, I think that we know more about this stuff like dreaming and stuff specifically than we know about a lot of other things in the brain. Um, Cause I know one of, you know, one of the things we know about the brain is how, how memories are stored, but not necessarily in a way that we can, you know, cut your brain open and say, okay, well, we're going to go cut out your memory of your fifth birthday or something. Right. We can't do that, but we do know how memories are stored. We can see it happening as it's happening. And I know it's been looked at as far as when you're dreaming and when you remember a dream and when you don't remember a dream or when you kind of sort of remember a dream. And I've had those dreams too, where, where I wake up and I've had, I have memories of having really cool, interesting dreams that I couldn't even begin to tell you about because i don't remember them i just right. remember waking up with that sensation of like that was the coolest fucking dream i ever had right. right and and it immediately like probably even before i woke up was out of my brain but the the sensation of having it was still there you know um probably sort of like it's probably almost exactly like if you have a stroke and you forget some major part of your life like how to do math or something you know, you remember being able to do it, but you don't remember it. You right. know what I mean? And I don't know. The brain is weird. The brain can do a lot of really funky things. Um, and I think anyone who's ever been been very, very mistaken about something or, or literally hallucinated um, something or another. And I mean, I've hallucinated just from being tired before. Um, Actually, I've got a great example. Uh, Last week at work, I dropped some people off downtown and I swear that I dropped off a woman, her husband and her like 10 year old son at the WWE event down at the the War Memorial in Syracuse. I went to pick them up and it was just the woman and her kid. And I talked to my girl at the front desk and I talked to a couple other people at the hotel. It was always just the woman and her kid, but I swear I dropped off three people and if there was a guy there too, obviously I was wrong, obviously, but something about my memory. And this was literally last week. This was last weekend. I mean, this wasn't even, I mean, this was like nine days ago. Right. And yeah, like, And when your brain does stuff like that, especially when you're totally conscious, 
it really makes you wonder what else your brain could be doing when you're not conscious. Kurt, you know, and that family's been dead for 30 years. But the, their jacket was still in the van, and then I found it at the... <laughs> there was cemetery. no WWE event in Syracuse last week. No, so I can honestly tell you what I think happened. Right. Um, so I'm pretty sure when I took them downtown, I... Oh, actually, I know, I, I know what happened. So they were already in the van. So I went to take some other people downtown, and... Um, I let the other people into the van, but they had already been waiting. So they had already gotten into the van before I went out to it. And they were sitting in the far back and I saw a, a, a baseball cap. I saw the woman and I saw somebody with a baseball cap and just something about the way the kid was sitting or how tall he was or whatever. I thought that it was a guy. And then I heard the kid talking a few minutes later as we were going downtown. And I think in my brain, I just assumed that it was a woman and her husband and their kid. Right. I think that's probably what happened. But I, I, I swore until I picked the two people up and I found out that there were only two people, that there were three people, you know? Yeah. And I was fully conscious. I wasn't anywhere remotely near sleep. I was at work. I was driving. You know what I mean? Right. So well, I don't know. I just, I wanted to throw that at you just, just because our brains are bastards. But it, but in a certain way, in a certain way, you could flip that. Same thing, you, using your same logic, that our brains are so weird and mysterious that, you know, there could be some part of the brain that just, you know, evolutionary or whatever that we don't use or that we don't use yet could be we don't haven't even gotten to that point that can tap in to other you know universes now again theory theoretical who knows we don't know but i'm just saying you can use the same you can use the same the brain is mysterious the brain is weird the brain sometimes can't be trusted but also you know you can you know, you can use that that same standard of we don't know enough about the brain, and and then it brings in the whole evolutionary part. Now, we've lost Adam. I know you've probably noticed this. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what's up. He didn't. He didn't tap out, and uh, I don't know. But he's got a newborn baby at home. So. Maybe he's in another universe. Maybe he was never on this podcast. Oh! <laughs> there is no Adam. Uh, um, so I think it's a good point to wrap up. I think yeah, we, hit a, yeah. we hit a lot of the stuff. Um, thanks to Adam for doing most of the podcast with us. And thanks, Kurt. Um, yeah. We'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely do more different things in the future, but this is an interesting one and I hope people, you know, get into it. So and I, I actually really like this format too, because I think this is the first time I, I did it with both of you. It um, is. Yeah. And yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, I think the like revisiting the ghost story thing, I think that would be a really good episode because 
I was like, I was yelling at my radio during parts of that <laughs> about, and not even necessarily that I, that I thought you were wrong necessarily about things, but like, I remembered like some of the details on one or two of the stories where I remember being there were different. And I think I posted on Facebook about it, but yeah, yeah like, like it would be interesting to revisit all that stuff and, and uh, go over it again with me on there and, and just see what we can dig up. Yeah. I guess. I'll find an interesting way to, to do that one. Um, so like always subscribe, like rate review, um, you know, follow socials and you know, all that stuff helps word of mouth. Um, and maybe in the multiverse, we never did this 